0: Hey guys, G-Man here. Thank you so much for downloading this week's episode of the Bullpen Cart. I had Greg the Prophet Piatelli on with me once again, and we recapped. This week in baseball, had a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. So we did hot and cold teams, individual player awards, some stadium snacks, bleacher creatures, a little playoff update for both the NHL and NBA Finals, and then finish things up with a little Red Sox and Phillies talk. But, as always, please go like, share, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Go follow us on Twitter, ThunderBLG is our Twitter handle. Like us on Instagram, like us on Facebook. But now, enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to this week's episode of the Bullpen cart. I, of course, am Jordy Cannell, the G-man. With me for the second week in a row is my buddy, all the way from Boston, Greg Piatelli. What's going on, buddy?
1: You know, Jordy, not much. It's a beautiful, rainy week here in Boston.
0: Yeah, we had some rain uh, today as Sox well. and
1: Yankees. Sox and Yankees about to hit a three-game series. Ooh. Sox are two games, two games down, heading to the Bronx starting tomorrow. It's important. So, uh, it's a big, it's a big, uh, it'll be a big week.
0: They're entering the judges' chambers.
1: Well, you have to be, you have to be. No, listen, we can get into this, but I, I, am I'm, I'm not a fan of the fact that the Yankees are promoting this, this judges' chambers nonsense. When they had Derek Jeter and they had Marin Rivera, they didn't do anything special for those two while they were playing. So.
0: Well, oh, no, we can talk about. It. Maybe we have to get Colmer on, and he can explain it all to us.
1: They've kid, the been in the league for less than a cup of coffee and he's already getting promoted like he's the next
0: time how slow are you drinking your coffee <laughs> like you're you're missing the point of coffee if you're taking it for like two months but I, I digress let's uh if you
1: think about a two month time span versus a career
0: okay alright you're you're making me think you're, you're keeping me on my toes tonight but
1: Hey, what a, what a start to the show already, are you? Yeah, it. no, it's good. Let's
0: get a good one. Hot takes, I just like a, just like this two-month coffee you're drinking. I got a couple, got a couple tests coming down the, the pipeline for you to this
1: episode. I'm excited to see what you got. You, you, you passed last week, so try to
0: trip you up. Moving up, moving up to uh, some next level. I don't know what level I was in last week, but I'm getting <laughs> called up. <laughs> but let's do it. Let's get into it. Last week in baseball, pretty eventful <laughs> week. We yeah, have a lot of stuff it's going on. Up. But let's uh, let's get right into hot and cold teams. Greg, who do you got? Um you know, you we start with hot, I'm gonna
1: start with cold, I'm going right,
0: but uh, up changing it.
1: Yeah. I got the best <laughs> Here. Um you know, I thought about going with the White Sox, losers of five straight, um, but you know, the i have I didn't have didn't have them projected high anyways. I'm gonna go with the Texas Rangers. Okay. You know, two and eight in the last ten. They lost the last four. Uh run differential minus two. They have not been doing that well uh at home or on the road. You know, they're just sub five hundred, fifteen games back behind I'm sure who's going to be your hot team, but um, you know this is a Texas Rangers team. If I ever picked the correctly, uh, you you and Maddie D had up there for the AL West uh, preview.
0: Yeah, I think I had them second behind uh, who you hinted at for my hottest team. Uh, that's a good pick. Yeah, they're um, they're going back and forth with who they want in the starting lineup. I saw today Mike Napoli is is going to get some time. Uh, I think on the bench, I think he might have minor injury, but they're playing Joey Gallo. They're moving some people around at DH. They've had a they've had an interesting go at it. They've always had this dating back to last year. They've never really been able to really get much beyond that around zero run differential going into the playoffs last year. They were only like plus seven, so I had zero confidence in them. And, and this year, I mean, it's it's much the same, and the the leader of their division is just playing so well that it, I mean, you're not really going to catch up with them. And we can talk about the other three teams, but none yeah. of them really have the tools to, to really exceed.
1: But the Rangers are in fourth. Yeah. So yeah. For, for a team that preseason was projected to do pretty well and the pitching staff still, you know, have some aces in there um, for them to be nine and 18 on the road. And, you know, only, uh, Sorry, letting up 269 runs of the pitching staff is, is never
0: a good thing. No, 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 never, never that, never is good. I mean, part of that's the the Mariners have done so well, the Angels have been, the were doing well and now have kind of fallen off, and the Astros have really, really taken off. But we'll get to them. Uh, but that's a good pick for cold team. Mine is uh, changing leagues and a talk of a lot of different websites. I was. Perusing today, and that is the San Francisco Giants, who are losers of seven of their last ten, really struggling to score. They uh, lost a series to the Phillies, which is pretty bad, and we'll get into why that's pretty bad in a little bit. But losing a series to the Phillies isn't good when uh whenever that does happen. But they um, minus sixty four. On the run differential, and I know they don't have Madison Bumgarner, but they have a lot of pitching talent still around. Obviously, that lineup that always seems to manufacture runs is only able to to put across 203 runs so far on the year. Um, So I mean that's certainly not good by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, And what I alluded to before, a lot of uh, a lot of websites were asking, is it time to break up the Giants, which I, I think is Kind of a stupid notion to think, but I mean, it's it's weird they're in last so, place. We've seen this before, so, and I don't know if they so can do they it.
1: Say, when they say "break up the Johns, what does that mean? Because like try up, you know try to, to reload some the- basically yeah. so, trade uh, away Samarja or Cueto. Well, I understand what "break up" means, but um, you're, so you're talking about just the physics stuff, because. When I feel like people talk about break up, they mean like break up the Clippers, break up the Celtics big three. Yeah. You know, get rid of the get rid of the salary cap, all star players you have, and rebuild from the ground up. Whereas the Giants are just old in general, from top to bottom. Yeah. You know, Buster Posey's getting up there. you know I mean, obviously Madison Bumgarner, Madison Bumgarner, but you know, the pitching the pitching staff is, is like you said, you know, underperforming, and and that was really always the. But like they got rid of Sandoval, who they won uh, World Series with. They got rid of Hunter Pence, big Sox Hunter.
0: No, Pence. Pence is still there. Oh, is
1: he? Yeah, oh, yeah. he's still
0: there. We talked about him last week. He was
1: on whole, uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Away, the one that pulled the, space face away, Oh, right. Hey, maybe I should be challenged. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <first> <laughs> hey, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Is there, is there something in the script here? There's two teams that have scored less runs. Uh, can you name them without without Googling it? Well, one of them is the team that's in fourth
0: place in the ALS, at the Padres. Uh, the other one I need to uh, take a look at, and admittedly I'm, I'm doing so, and that's the Royals, who we've talked about them before. They really have struggled, and a lot of those names in that, that run factory that they won the World Series with two years ago, some of them have gotten away. Others just aren't performing. Mike Lustakis really being one of those guys. Um, but, I mean, they're all-
1: so, so, I guess my, my point is, which is why I brought this team out, the Royals, yeah. is if you're going to break up any team or any core, wouldn't you think it's a team that has underperformed
0: in the last two years? Yeah, you want, yeah, I get what you're saying. You want more sustained terribleness, I guess, is what you're looking for rather than just a bad start. I mean, there's always the joke of the, the Giants do terribly in odd numbered years. So this just could be that, that next year they're destined to get back into the playoffs and either win the world series or lose to the world series winner like they did last year. But, or no, they actually they lost to the Nets, didn't they? Um, but no, they lost to the Cubs. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's nearly that time to, to start trading away people and, and reload. Yeah, I think people are so quick to
1: jump to notions and things
0: like that, but uh, let's digress. Yeah, let's digress. Let's, let's uh, go to the top. Like you said, we're going bottom top this week. I'll start, and you alluded to this before. The Houston Astros are my hottest team of the week. Uh, they're a lot of people's number one teams in power rankings, winners of 10 straight. Uh, So for those of you doing math at home, that's winners of 10 of their last 10. The only team with a triple-digit positive run differential at plus 102, and they have one of the best pitching staffs in baseball, and that's led by Dallas Keuchel, who uh, is looking like the 2015 Cy Young Award winner of a couple years ago.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt. That team... Full of young talent, and and, it almost reminds me of the Royals team a couple years ago, who just, they just seemed
0: geared for uh, a nice little three, four year run here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I mean, what they're doing, it's funny, there was a Sports Illustrated article that came out maybe three years ago that, that said, like, your 2019 World Series, or maybe not that far out, but 2018 World Series champions... The Houston Astros, when they first called up Springer, when they first called up Altuve, and all of those guys, and it was just talking about how talented they are and the potential they have and what they're going to do. And all of a sudden, they really took off that year. I think they missed the playoffs in fourteen. They made it in fifteen. They beat the Yankees in the wild card uh, with the the Rangers actually winning the division. Uh, I think they won the division last year, but they came up short. Or no, the Rangers won. They came up short of the wild card. Uh, which is a little bit of a bummer but they they kind of played to their age which you can't really blame them but now they're really starting to come into those you know real start of their prime years all of them are and like you kind of and like you said it's it's kind of like the Royals they all came up together and they're all playing together and taking kind of that Yankee concept of a core four or a core however many you want to give it because uh, you have other guys on that team like Evan Gaddis that are there. You now have veteran leadership like Carlos Beltran on that team. And the rest of that pitching staff that we're not even talking about, that's just pitching lights out. Uh, but they're really posed to go on a little bit of a run here and, and really, really get ahead of the curve in the AL West like the Cardinals used to do the, the NL Central.
1: Yeah. And, you know, you take a look here, and, you know, we. I, Trying to play devil's advocate just because, uh, you know, a podcast where everyone agrees is, is, is uh, never the best, but you know, they're playing the Royals the next four games, then they play the Angels, which is, you know, a tougher team, but you know, by uh, no stretch of the imagination. A
0: Mike Troutless Angels, mind you. Yeah,
1: right. The Astros should win, and then they go to Texas, and we just talk about, uh, as one of our cool teams, so. You know their next couple of series. It, it basically what I'm trying to say it doesn't. It doesn't look like anyone's going to slow them down until they uh, play Boston. Obviously, when uh, my, my good old Sox uh, are not slow them down there. But it you know,
0: always that's, that's, comes that's, back to Boston.
1: That's a, that's a future pod, uh, future pod combo. But uh, yeah, I mean the point is that they're crushing the cover off the ball right now. I mean you look at some of the wins then. Yeah, they've granted against Minnesota and Texas, but you know, they've put up a ton of runs as you mentioned. Um, you know, but interesting enough, you know, they got swept by Cleveland, so Yeah. And and they've only beat Cleveland once out of six, so that's you know, maybe we got a team that can, can beat the Astros this year and uh, you know, another team that's like, you know, quietly quietly going about their business, I'd say the Cleveland Indians. Um, you know, I, granted they're Behind the twins, but as everyone is assuming, the twins will fall off eventually, um, and that division really is prime for Cleveland to take over. which you've mentioned a couple of times,
0: yeah,
1: on the pod um, for those for those uh, loyal listeners um, like myself. No, but uh, humble brag. So my, <laughs> <laughs> you can you let me get away with that one, huh? A little, uh, little pain in uh, the neck. Not a brag. Let me get that, with that one. My uh, my hot team of the week. Um, you know, it's hard to pick against the Astros, and I'll give the Astros, but I'm going with the Miami Marlins. That's a good pick. You know, they uh, won eight of the last ten, had a no hitter. Um, you know, and well, they're still below 500, and in a division where the Nationals are probably already running away with it. Yeah. Um, they certainly are making some noise and starting to string, up, string some things together. And uh, you know, they can pitch lights out and they're starting to hit the ball. So, you know, there's there's a team there that uh, you know, if I remember not least, you uh, you had them pretty high and you I had were them pretty three. excited for them. And yeah. I think I think they're starting to take shape to that uh, that team that everyone was looking forward to watching.
0: Yeah, I had them three, and that was assuming the Mets were going to be really good and. We've all seen what ha- what has happened to the New York Mets. But the real keys to them, like you said, the, the no-no helps out a lot. And uh, yeah. we'll talk about Cueto in a little bit. But they really are getting what they've paid for from Stanton and Marcelo Zuna, who's a really, really underappreciated outfielder in that Miami outfield. And it's mainly because he's playing with Stanton. But that team, D. Gordon's always been great. He steals a lot of bases, despite all the PED talk. I mean, that that, that team's really getting it going. And I think if you re- you can get Stanton killing the ball like he has been, that's just dangerous.
1: Yeah, and, and like I said, you know, there it could be a far cry from the you know from the NL East, but now that. Teams are starting to move away from some divisional play, uh, moving into June, July. It's, I think, I think they're primed to, and they're set up here for a nice little run at the wild card. You know, they're not that far off from some of the wild card teams. Um, and yeah, you know, I think it's, I think it's needless to say, I think for me, that's why I picked them as a hot team because if they can play like this and they can continue to go on the path they're going on, then I think uh, it could be. Could, could make things interesting there, not only the East but the National
0: League Card. Uh, yeah, that's actually a really good take, uh, especially with the Nets not playing very well and all the injuries they've been battling, and just really the crazy start that the league has been on. Uh, you know, with the, the Braves actually yeah. playing pretty well, um, and the Cubs being where they've been, they're starting to get it together. The Brewers are still hanging around. The Cardinals haven't really taken off like you might have wanted them to. The Diamondbacks and the Rockies are still hanging around. It'll be interesting to see how everything shakes out as, like you said, we get into that more interdivisional and interleague play. For sure. Yeah. I'm excited for it. And uh, but again,
1: you know, it's hard to hard to pass up the the uh, ten wins in a row. Houston Astros. Yeah, but, um, had to take at, it at the same time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Anyways,
0: but before before we get into player awards, like we said at the top of the show, there's a lot of stuff that happened this weekend. One, which I think is pretty necessary to lead off with, is Albert Pujols popping his 600th home run. Which you always forget this, and, and I think I've heard the stat before, but there are more people who have walked on the moon than have hit 600 home runs in, in baseball. Which, when you think about how long, like how long the home run has been tracked, like Babe, Babe Ruth hit 714 home runs before one person walked on the moon. Like it's just so impressive, and it's it was something that in the AL West preview when Matt and I did it, we you we talked about, or at least I brought up that Pujols. Despite everybody talking about, oh, he's sucked since he went to LA, he still put up good numbers, and the fact that he's able to reach this milestone, and there's that old commercial that they used to play when he was still in St. Louis of like, oh, my, you know, my dad got to see Hank Aaron, my grandfather got to see, I forget who it was, Roger Maris or Lou Gehrig or whomever, but I got to, I got to tell my kid, I got to see Albert Pujols play. That is something that that I think. When we look back, when we're older, it's it's something that we will brag about because Pulos is that special player, and despite kind of going under the radar in the last five years, he's obviously proven time and time again that he's one of the greats.
1: Yeah, I'm mean, I just gonna say that it's it's uh, you know it's been a quiet you know he's been a quiet um sorry quiet numbers as opposed, as opposed to before when. You know his team was really in the forefront. You know it's
0: it's it's like
1: why Trout. You know Trout doesn't get as hyped as he does because they're the West Coast and and for whatever reason, myself included. You know no one wants to watch stay up and watch games that start at 10 o'clock. Um, yeah. Which shame on me for missing these two players. But you know at the same time it's one of those things where yeah, obviously Mike Trout is Mike Trout and getting the MVP and all that stuff. But you know you mentioned it. You know. Pujols himself, uh, you know, this year he's 248, which is not bad. And, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's still getting the RBI numbers. He's still getting the home run numbers, and um, you know, he just he just like you said, quietly has gone about his business recently, and and the 600 home runs is certainly an unbelievable feat and something to uh, to like you said, we're going to remember the rest of our lives, but you know, this is in the same, same breath. It's like, you know, uh, there was one point we were talking about Pujols and a and, you know, whoever else were going to be these guys to come in and break Barry Bonds record. And everyone was so excited because they were going to be the ones to cleanly do it and this and that. And then then all the anonymous lists came out. And I'm not saying these guys were on it, but a definitely was. Um, but you know, the, the, the He's not the machine. Up.
0: I am just Albert.
1: Yeah, the, the numbers fall off, and it stinks that our generation. At the same time, we grew up in a great mobile era. We also grew up in an era. It's where right we era. Yeah, we questioned everything, and, and nothing's safe. And um, you know, it, like Eric Thames, or Thames mm-hmm. the guy from what's his name?
0: The Bur- Eric Thames. He's been tested what yeah. five times now.
1: Yeah, he had yeah, him in room for the first
0: time since, like, S- May, May. May 5th, 5th like Cinco 5th. de Mayo. Yeah,
1: last week. Yeah, it, and I tested him again. So, yeah. So, you know, it stinks that that's the, the world
0: we live in. But for baseball, that's what we're going to have to accept for a while. Yeah, I know. Uh, and way wait, wait okay. to uh organically bring yeah. in one of the topics I was going to bring up, Greg. <laughs> Let's hear it. Yeah, no, that was it. Eric Thames getting tested. But on the same note of uh career milestones, Clayton Kershaw struck out his... 2,000 batter this week, or last week, which, uh, I mean, we're not even close to the end of the Clayton Kershaw dominance, because he's only, this is his 10th season in the league, I think he's definitely got 10 more in him, but I think it's, uh, I mean, it's an impressive stat, he'll certainly get to 3,000, uh, but 4,000 would be a hell of a feat to hit.
1: What do you think is more impressive,
0: 3,000
1: strikeouts or 600 home runs? 3,000 strikeouts? Sorry,
0: 4,000 strikeouts. I'd say 4,000 strikeouts and 600 home runs. I mean, both are incredible. But think about that. Like Kershaw's been in the league. He's been hurt a couple times, but he's been in the league for 10 years. That's, tw- that's 20 years of 200 strikeouts, which that's incredible. Granted, 600 home runs is is 20 years of 30 home runs. So, I mean, it's so facto, but a
1: couple... <laughs> or they, or, didn't they come up with a stat, something like, if like, Trout hits 30 home runs the rest of his career, he'll, have to, he'll be this age before he can get 600 or something?
0: Probably. I mean, Trout's not that old.
1: No, but there was a bunch of people coming around being like, Trout would have to play until he's, like, mid... Or hit 30 home runs so he's, like, mid-40s to get 600 home runs, like... Like what Pujols has or something. Yeah, he. Yeah, we
0: when we did the same thing of of Pujols, he's had more homers and more RBIs than Trout in like the five seasons. If you exclude this year, he's had more home runs than Trout. I think in like four of the five, and same with RBI. Trout doesn't hit a ton of home runs. I think he's only hit thirty once. So like. He's a fantastic player. Don't get me wrong. He's much better at the OPS of it, uh, but it, yeah, he doesn't hit a ton of bombs.
1: Yeah. Now listen, you know you mentioned this being a great week for baseball. Um, I have a question that's going to derail it a little bit quickly, but um, <laughs> do you mind if we go into that, or do you want to wait for it?
0: We uh, go right into it. Let's do it. All
1: right. Do you think? that all these great things that happened this week in baseball have been overshadowed by the fact that the NBA finals, the NHL finals are going on right now. And the fact that the tiger incidents and, you know, ESPN covers the NBA, like it, like it pays their bills because it does
0: being ABC and connection and all that stuff. I mean, how they cover LeBron's poops. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's, and I feel like baseball really gets its shine once all these series are over, and you know, the NFL, or the yeah, you know, the NFL training camp starts. So like that's people talk about the but it's still kind of boring. But at the same time, you know, baseball is really the the go-to sport, and and I feel like as great of a week as it was, it all took a. Unfortunately, I feel like it took a little bit of a backseat to, the finals for both the NHL Stanley Cup and
0: nba final yeah i mean it's a really good point that i mean they're the finals though of of two of the four major sports uh so i mean you, you almost have to think it would anyway but that's a good point in terms of the general sports world itself of that it does and you have the tiger incident which i mean we talked a lot last week the tiger was tiger's larger than life and he's ascended to that level of all-time athletes. It's him, Michael Jordan, Muhammad Ali, a few other guys. Babe Ruth, you might want to lump in there. that are just uh, The just, great one? Yeah, Wayne, uh, Wayne Gretzky probably is. of uh, These guys that are just – they transcend anything of whatever they do. I mean, Dustin Johnson falls down the stairs, quote-unquote, before the Masters, and everyone thinks that Wayne Gretzky got pissed he started doing coke again. Gretzky immediately <laughs> got lumped into that, like – so he could yeah. be one of those guys. Like for no, those that right. don't know, Dustin Johnson's a golfer who's married to Wayne Gretzky, the hockey player's pretty smoking hot daughter. Um, but we digress. Yeah, I mean, That's a right. really good question. I mean,
1: you're right. The, the finals definitely, the finals definitely have a have a factor to play in that. But um, you know, it's 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 one of the things that I wish this week of baseball had happened in later. July. It's yeah. Kind of, yeah, later on in the summer,
0: so we, so we get it due. Yeah, uh, what's next? So let's we'll uh, some of the more stories we'll cover probably in player awards, but let's go right into it. And on the spirit of you flipping the script on hot and cold teams, we'll start right away with our Billy Chapel Cy Young Award winning pitchers. For those new to the program, we give player awards. We do pitchers, batters, rookies. We named them after movie characters, Billy Chappell being Kevin Costner's pitching character and for the love of the game. So this is our Pitcher of the
1: Week. Greg, we start with you. I mean, it's hard to go against someone who uh, pitched a
0: no as well. It, two starts mm-hmm. in the last seven days. Pitched a no and
1: his other start only let up three hits and, and one earned, so... I'd say it's a pretty good week and me, and I'm going to have to go
0: with some focus. I like the pick, and I'm glad you picked him. But, yeah, like you said, he also threw 14 strikeouts, and he only let up one, I think you said one run. Two wins, yeah. which is always good, part of your hot team. Uh, I mean, it's it's nice to see a more seasoned vet coming back into it as well, of playing so well, obviously, getting the no-no. He dedicated it to both his former teammate, Jose or, uh, Jose Fernandez, and Jordana Ventura, the uh, former Royals pitcher who died in a car crash. But, yeah, I mean, they it were was.
1: Teammates, they were teammates in.
0: Yeah, in Kansas, in Kansas City. City, yeah. Uh, Volquez won the World Series with them, that's right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a great question, pick. Yeah. Is this the, is this the first no-no of the, of the year? It is the first no-no of the year, so it's pretty big news. Which, yeah. I mean. Kind of on your point of it's a bummer, at the same time, in, in this era of pitching dominance, in the post-steroid era, we'll probably see a few more as the summer heats up, especially as some teams start to uh, fade off. Not necessarily the, the Minnesota Twins of the Worlds, but the Phillies, you know, those teams in the bottom of the basement that...
1: Wow, they are moving in the already. No, we'll get
0: there. We'll so, get there. Okay. I'm using them. I, They're in dead last right now. They're an easy example to use.
1: But, the, the, most the most upsetting part about that night there was the fact that even if you had a chance to celebrate. You know, Everything was a little subdued because they dropped third strike.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, that's kind of like, though, how I think it was in Burley's perfect game, Evan Longoria tried to bunt for a base hit. Like it, it's a, it's just kind of a weird um, note to end it on. What a um, sick, um, yeah, right. Like, ooh, uh, or, or maybe he tried to and he fouled it because then it went to Alexi Ramirez with the Alexi call. But um, but yeah, that, I like that pitch or that that pick. Mine, you're gonna appreciate that. You might not because you I think were a little salty that he didn't go back to the Red Sox. But my pitcher of the week is John Lester. He threw to first, Greg. He did it. He threw to first. And he got it out. He got it out. <laughs> for those that didn't see this, John Lester is notor- he's a left-handed pitcher, which for those that aren't as – who didn't really play baseball or didn't play it when, when kids pitch really got up there in high school or anything, the lefty faces towards first base and has really just a dominant presence on you trying to take a lead because they can step off – step off the rubber quickly and toss the ball. Well, John Lester, who is left-handed, has always had difficulty throwing to first base, and I don't know if he ever really did in Boston. He, like, barely threw to first base as a Cub, and it was always talked about. It was talked about in the World Series. It was talked about when he first came to the Cubs. Well, he finally got someone out, and I think it might be his first career pickoff. Greg, you might be able to fact-check this for me as a, a fan of uh, his uh, former, former team. But... <laughs> The big story is that it was so notoriously bad that the batter's like fifteen feet off the base. He's well beyond where the cutout is. <laughs> Not, yeah. uh, but good for Lester. It, he his the rest of his week was okay, but I think that's, that's enough it, to to give him the, the nod. Yeah, that's the thing. The 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 Colonels weren't respecting him in any way, shape, or
1: form. You know, they were just like all right, I'm going to do what I want and uh, take this much of a lead. Uh, you know what I mean? So yeah. It's, it, it was disrespectful, but I'm glad he did something about
0: it. And then did you see the stare down? He stared down uh, the dugout on his way walking up the mound. I did see that, yeah. I mean, it's great to see. Uh, the Cubs are starting to get it together, and it, it can be fun to see them get it together after everybody was kind of, oh, the World Series hangover, it's really getting in. But I digress. Let's uh, let's move right to the batter awards, the Roy Hobbs MVP of the week. Greg, once again, we'll start with you. Who do you got? So I was gonna go with Elvis Andrews uh, from
1: the Texas Rangers, um, which I know, shocking. No. Shocking. Um, and my thought process was simply this, you know. He is sitting there with, you know, uh, 5.20 in the last in the last seven days, 5.20 at batting average. Uh, he's got four stolen bases, um, 10 RBIs, a home run. Not really a really home run hitter guy. 13 hits, four doubles, four doubles, a home run, four stolen bases in a in a seven day span. Uh, that's pretty pretty good if you ask me. Um, so I wanted to pick him, but pretty good. I want. Pretty good. I wanted to pick him, but the fact that the Rangers, not so great as we mentioned before.
0: Not so good.
1: Uh, not so hot. Uh, I decided to go with Murph. Good old Daniel Murphy. Good pick. The, uh, the good old Washington Nationals.
0: Good you pick. Know?
1: Yeah, he's, he's, uh, thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah, Madden 5, Hundo.
1: Yeah, 7 RBIs, um, you know, 4 sorry, uh... 14 hits and, and you know five runs is pretty 500 is a good week for him and and that lineup and and everything Washington's doing uh, he's certainly a big part of
0: that and that was a huge get for them yeah for sure yeah I mean he's ever since he came last year he's been fantastic for him uh, the Mets really haven't they I'm sure they wish they had him back but my MVP of the league is the other 500 hitting batter george springer of the houston astros big part of it i wanted to try to avoid somebody on a team we you know picked in a hot and cold team but it's hard to not pick him. five homers nine ribbies eight strikeouts a little high but he's got a double his 11 runs which i just find incredibly impressive I mean, it just shows that he's he gets on base, he runs the bases well, and he doesn't necessarily need just the long ball to to score runs. I mean, obviously that whole team is coming together, but I mean, he's showing that you know it's not just a Jose Altuve show. He's he's right in the mix there of that lineup with Beltran and all of them.
1: Yeah, no, and and, you know, definitely a name that you know you wouldn't expect, but. At the same time, uh, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, he he can definitely produce, manufacture, and create his own his runs with his speed. Certainly, um, is he their leadoff? He is. Oh, hey, Tested.
0: There's there's a the second test of the night. That's it. And Bam. He's part of, the, he's, part of a, he's part of a pretty good outfield they got. Oh yeah.
1: I mean, they got rid of that. Um, they got rid of that little, uh, what's that thing? The little hill right in center field.
0: Yeah, the the hill that they uh they modeled after Fenway. It's for sure you're talking down on the hill. I heard I mean, about it was I'm just gonna say that Fenway doesn't have a hill on it.
1: You, I, I think it was before the monster had built. You know, I, I know, I'm sure at some point they did, but there's a reason why they got away with it. And any uh, new ballpark built, which been made Park is fairly new. Uh shouldn't should should have been smarter than, than to build something like that. <laughs> They're honoring
0: the traditions, Greg. Let's
1: let's not make fun of them for being no, historians. The, there's no making fun of, it's more of uh, questioning their decisions. You know, you can you can certainly question someone's decision. I okay. guess so. You're
0: being a little uh, I
1: think you're being a little judgmental, in my opinion. But Hey, listen, you're allowed to uh Yeah, we're all entitled to our own opinion. But here's the thing, Jordy. Yeah. They got rid of it because they saw the error in their ways. Okay. All right. Yeah. Did, they, did, they make the, did they make the field shorter? Was that what they did out there? Or did they? I think they just I
0: think they just dug it out and just flattened it. Flattened it. Yeah. Uh, I don't oh. think they brought it in or anything. They still have the wall and all that. It's not like the Mets who had to bring in Citi Field. Is that a fact? Are you
1: saying that's a fact?
0: Yeah, they built it and it was too deep, so they
1: no, brought it. Oh, sorry. I
0: was talking about the uh, Astros. I'm almost positive they flattened it out. Um, Ooh, but the Mets, I know, brought their fence in, and now there's like a path where the where the extra length used to be.
1: That's impressive. I didn't know they did all that. That's uh,
0: that's that's good knowledge. Yeah, you yeah. know.
1: That's I, why you're the experts.
0: Yeah, I I, uh, I pay attention a little bit. Love it. Yeah.
1: Love it.
0: It's great. <laughs> <But> <laughs> moving, on. moving on Let's go right into Rookies of the Week Henry Rowan Garner From the all-time classic Rookie of the Year Well uh, We'll start with me I'll go with my rookie first I'm going to go with Ben Gamble Of the oh. Of the Seattle Mariners Who is also bad in 500 He uh, did not hit for the cycle This week He only he was a home run shy Double, triple, so his slugging percentage is in the 600s, but similarly, six uh, six runs on his 13 hits, a double, a triple, two ribbies, a couple walks, some strikeouts, but that's okay. That Seattle team, like we mentioned before, is 7-3 and three in their last 10. Gamble's certainly doing his part there, and uh, I mean, that, that Seattle team's starting to make their way back. Mitch Hanniger came back, who's also a rookie. Uh, they're I mean they're really just missing the king and they could be right in a position to, to battle for a wild card spot.
1: Yeah no, I love that pick and, and you know we mentioned the Mariners earlier and as a team that uh, that as you said, you know came in year with high expectations hopefully hopefully that uh, that continues.
0: yeah, absolutely Greg, who do you got? So, I got a,
1: a pitcher from the Mets, Robert Gelsman. Ooh. ooh. Uh, yeah, he's also a rookie. Uh, Obviously. Rookie of the week, 6'4". Uh, little guy, last seven days, he's uh, two starts, um, only allowed 10 hits, 11 strikeouts, 300 run, but his ERA is a 2.19 uh, with a 1.14 WHIP. Um, you know it, he's struggled this year, certainly to say the least, and his career hasn't been great. However, you know the last seven days, the last two starts, he uh, put some put put some quality starts together, and hopefully this can help uh, strengthen the Mets' uh, starting rotation until their big guns are able to uh, come Return. back from injury or find their way again.
0: Yeah, that'd be nice. I mean, that's a really good pick. Uh he's. Definitely a guy that uh, I've seen uh, in terms of just looking at the Mets and what's been going on with them, but definitely something where I think people, if you don't really pay a lot of attention, whether or not you're somebody that, that just turns on baseball once the finals end or, or what have you, but that's something where you might not pay attention to, to the Mets because they have all the injuries and you probably saw that on SportsCenter or wherever you consume your sports, uh, but... He's definitely somebody to keep an eye out for because that pitching staff is still pretty good, uh, or they will, they should be once they're all healthy. But a great pick. But let's um, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna skip. No,
1: wait, wait. wait, wait, wait. I have another one. Go. Oh, bonus. So I get uh, I, Last week I mentioned it too. I get on. I get on the fact that you're the bullpen part. You don't have a lot of bullpen guys. You don't talk about any bullpen guys. So, I came with a bullpen guy for Rookie of the week. Ooh. Um, now, there's a caveat because he started the year in the bullpen, but recently has become a starter. Okay. Trevor Williams for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Okay. Still listed as a really pitcher, but, you know, recently has been a starter, as I mentioned, last four or five starts. Um, but, you know, this week alone, he 13 his pitch, two wins, and, um, he, was, he went, uh, sorry, a 1.38 ERA, which is pretty good, and a 1.0 is our whip. So this week he's been phenomenal, Arizona, Arizona State, just like my boy uh, Dustin Bedroya. but uh, a little relief pitcher for the bullpen card.
0: Ah, well, we always appreciate them. You're right, we don't always cover them. Uh, the inherent way that I search for my players uh sort of impedes finding bullpen players, but great pick nonetheless, Greg. Thank you, Jordy. I, yeah, you know, I mean, we, we bring you on for a reason.
1: <laughs> hey, by the way, let's skip the farm. This is your idea,
0: but I love it. Yeah, we're going to skip the farm this week. Uh, want to move love it. We had so much to talk about with what happened last week. We want to conserve time. Want to yeah, get right? We went, get yeah, re- we
1: went long. You and I went long last week because we're a bunch of we're some
0: chatty Cathy's, So Yeah, I mean, it's always nice to have you on. We're never sure when it's going to happen. You know, I mean, again, you know, so glad we have you two weeks in a row. But who knows? I mean, hopefully soon. Let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> but let's go right yeah. into the yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's go right into the fan favorite section. Section the stadium snacks and, and Greg. I tweeted it out on the Thunderblogs Twitter account, but it's a solemn one for me. What is the uh, Thunderblog Twitter account real? It is Thunderblig, Thunder B-L-G, no O, like Thunderblog, but no O. Um, So go check that out if you don't follow us already. Uh, Doing pretty well in the Twitter game, you know, not to brag. But, uh, (laughs) you know, get some retweets. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. we get some retweets. But um, my stadium snack for this week and you might need to find one a happy one, Greg. But mine is a little sad. Greg, are you familiar with Turkey Hill ice cream?
1: Give it to me, good. I don't know.
0: So it's a local local ice cream brand. I don't know. You've come to Pennsylvania a few times. I don't know if you ever had it. Local ice cream brand. They have all these different flavors. They um for different teams, they have different team specific flavors. They have touchdown Sunday for the Eagles. I'm not sure if they have one for the Flyers or the Sixers, for that matter, but. One that I always look forward to every summer is graham cracker flavored ice cream. That's graham cracker, some caramel. Uh, it's called Philly's Graham Slam, and it was it was always great. You mix graham it with a little cookie dough, and it's, mm, it's on point. But today, Turkey Hill announced they're taking it away. No more Graham Slam. Wow. I'm, I'm pretty depressed, Greg.
1: Any reason that they announce...
0: I uh, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, Greg, when you used to go down to Phillies games, there'd be a Turkey Hill tent every once in a while, and they'd give you a free little pint of Turkey Hill ice cream of little Graham Slam. You eat it while you're waiting to get go through the security line, and oh, uh, uh, I mean, nobody. It's delicious. It's great. It's caramel and graham cracker. It's like a s'more in your. It's like a frozen s'more. Oh my god! And a little bit of chocolate too.
1: Oh my god! I don't know. Uh, Did you? Is it like a limited time thing, or is it like officially no more out
0: 100 percent? Hold on, I got the article up. Uh, it's it's pretty upsetting. Uh, let's see when it's officially officially gone. Uh, there's more remembering the good times on this Comcast SportsNet thing that I put up on our Twitter account. They're remembering the good times. and Phillies vendors. Uh, it doesn't really say a, a last last date of when it's going to be discontinued. Um, I guess it was due to lack of sales, which shocks me.
1: So what you're saying is you need to go ahead and get that as
0: – store it up like people did with yeah. Old Four Loco when that got discontinued. <laughs> Remember that in college? Oh, man. Yeah, there are people I know that still have Old Four Loco. They bought that many. Really? I hated Old Before Loco, and I I haven't even tried the new stuff, but there are some people that love that shit. But did you find a a happier stadium snack, Greg?
1: So I heard of something this week. I had a buddy who was – don't ask me why. um, But I had a buddy who was down in Miami – um, he actually does a little, uh, a small television show, but we're not going to, uh, get it, give any free pub here, Ooh. but he was down in Miami. Ooh. He didn't, he didn't see the no hitter, but he was there and he said they had
0: a taco hot dog. Ooh.
1: So tell me about it. A, yeah. It's a Nathan's hot dog. Okay. Wrapped in a tortilla. Okay.
0: Whoa. I know chili some pepper jack cheese some jalapeno some sour cream is it a corn flour tortilla
1: Ooh, um i'm thinking flour i didn't get that far i'm gonna go ahead and say a soft i'm gonna go ahead and say a soft
0: Yeah, soft soft, shell soft shell yeah um but you know
1: it's definitely one of those things where i like nachos and i like hot dogs so why not yeah you know, why not? one of those, why not? It's like, you
0: know, I like... It almost sounds like a chili dog, but just add, like, a nacho chili dog. and or then
1: just add some sour cream. To, yeah,
0: taco-ize taco, taco it, burrito wise it. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know what and the I verb mean, is, but do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Guardian Cola, yeah, do it, nacho, do it. Nacho-ify it. And again, like...
0: Ooh, you know, I like that the best, nacho fire. Yeah, and I mean, I'm
1: mean, again, sorry, I said nachos, but it's tacos, but... <laughs> Yeah, no, you're right, nacho five. But I mean, for me, you know, I like a little crunch to my tacos, but I guess there are soft shell tacos and you know, even if you go to Chipotle, they don't they don't have hard shell tacos, so.
0: No, it's true, yeah. they don't.
1: So I was sounds... down to Miami and, and uh you know I I as as nerd as it may sound, I legit asked him what he had in the ball in the in the ballpark so I could tweet at ThunderBLG um, on the, the old Twitter stream or DM to Thunderblog on Instagram. Ooh! But uh, he came and told me, and then you hit me with a text saying you needed some help, and I said, you know what? I'm gonna keep this one for myself. Yeah, I
0: like that. You know, a little bonus, Greg. I was up in Rhode Island for a wedding. Had a lobster roll. They had those in the the cocktail hour. Forgot how good those are. They're incredible.
1: Yeah, I mean, you gotta, you gotta get up to, uh, you gotta get up to doing it more, Jordy. You gotta uh, experience, experience a real, a real lobster roll.
0: I do. I need to, uh, need to get some more chowder. Some, uh, I need all that in my life again. Uh, let's but, do a, uh,
1: let's do a good, a good radio here, uh, or a good podcast. I just sent you a link. Uh, if you go to picture number nine, you can see what this because I googled it.
0: Yeah, I, I think. I, I think I've seen it before because I think the article you sent me is one I've used numerous times from the Food Network. But yeah, it's uh oh man.
1: Listen, don't give away my sources as you gave free advertising again to someone who doesn't pay you. Come on, Jordy.
0: Yeah, I'll learn. I'll learn. <laughs> first one's free.
1: Nice. Well played.
0: Yeah. Yeah. First one's free. Uh,
1: ah, I b- love it. Great stadium snacks. Uh, I'm sorry to hear about your beloved uh, small graham cracker oh, ice so cream, good. but that um, uh, oh. is kind of sad. And if I get down to a Phillies game, hopefully soon, Need to. I will be front in line to try it before it goes extinct. Maybe, maybe. Hey, listen. Maybe roofer Twinkie type scenario where they everyone there's such an out out roar.
0: They bring it back, yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah right? Ooh. Ooh, Greg, you're on to something. Uproar. Backlash. There it is. I'll get it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, listen, just start, start, step up your social media game. Start with a little...
0: Like little I did with Summer Love, the beer. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Go fund me to save it and see what
0: happens. There's some good GoFundMe's out there, but that's a pot for another time. Let's move <laughs> on to Bleacher Creatures. Greg, did you happen to watch the Cubs-Cardinals game last night?
1: No, as I was uh, apartment hunting slash ended up watching a little bit of the Cavs, Warriors, which we will talk about later. So yeah, no. I
0: was uh, as was, well. I was watching that as well. So you probably have all seen these videos, though, because I, I caught was, them.
1: Yeah, I was on the social media, and I did see the Thunderblog uh, retweets.
0: Yeah, so... I got them. I mean, you can get them from anywhere: Bleacher, Bleacher Report, ESPN, Sports Illustrated, Barstool, whoever you consume. I mean, you can find it anywhere because these both of these things went viral. Now, for those who aren't aware, the Cubs and Cardinals were on Sunday Night Baseball at the same time as the finals, so you probably weren't watching. You're probably watching the basketball, but they broadcasted. From the front row of the bleachers at Wrigley Field. And they were, they were sitting next to fans. And at one point, there were two girls sitting there. And uh, Greg, they were eating some hot dogs. And a uh, little, little bad visual. A girl took a hot dog and uh, pretended it was something else. Deliberately. Let's Deliberately. See. She, someone,
1: someone. I think someone alerted her...
0: Yeah, that's Aaron Boone on TV. And she decided to uh, you know, take marriage into her own hands and try to be funny. Now, my, my thought process is,
1: Where is where are your parents? What household did you grow up in that, that this type of behavior is allowed? National television to do that to not only you, but to your family. Think about the yeah. family name that's just going, if... Well, anyways. Point. Anyways, the point is, before, before uh, the hot dog was defaced, I should say. Uh, the cameraman cut away back to the the game pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, she presented it to her face, and the guy immediately realized what was happening and cut it, uh, which, I mean, you got to love the eight-second delay. He probably dumped a few seconds of it when he realized
1: what was going on. Um, but mind you, mind you, the reason why they were showing the announcers in, in the
0: outfield was because... Uh, Dallas Braden was, was showing how to picture doing something. So, <laughs> like, he's in the middle of the a demonstration, yeah. Yeah, oh, in the middle of a like, a, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like a change up or something, and all of a sudden there it is. It's it's, it's,
1: it's we, we lost it. We lost it the end of it. <laughs> now all, now there's some there's some eight <laughs> year old kid deprived out there, he's not gonna know how to throw a change up taught to you by Dallas Braden because this girl had to go ahead and
0: she's ruin, ruining the fun. But <laughs> You know who might have brought the fun back? David Ross. David Ross later or in the game shows up in the uh, in this makeshift booth with a glove and uh, had a little catch with Jason Hayward in between innings. He helped warm him up. You know, you sometimes see the catcher come out of the bullpen and do it, but this time uh, the retired catcher came out of the, the bleacher creatures. Yeah, how was his arm? It was pretty good. It looked like he was stretching in between a couple throws, but like it looked like he was just chucking it. Little uh, little wrist flick, not really Short. going all the way all the way cocking his arm back. I mean he was I mean, granted he had like you know however tall the, the fence is at Wrigley to uh to throw downhill, so he had a little bit of that, but I mean
1: he so he still got it. Here's another challenge that uh, was a part of my part of my challenge questions for you. How many
0: World Series rings does uh, David Ross have? Two. That's it? Was he on the 07 Red Sox team? I know he's yeah, thirteen. Fair. I know he's fair thirteen fair. and sixteen.
1: So, so here's my thing about Dave Ross. Yeah. he's been getting a ton of attention uh, and gaining a lot of popularity recently, and obviously
0: Dancing with the Stars, well, man.
1: Yeah, well respected around the league, but you know he won the he won the World for the Red Sox, and you know he wasn't getting much love then. You know, where is where, why why now the Cubs did he get so much love? I understand the Red Sox are considered winners now, and they're not as much as an in-the-dump scheme as the Cubs and even the Red Sox before 04 were. But uh, David Ross was well-respected, well-liked re- well throughout uh, Boston, New England, and I'm glad that he's getting some publicity out in Chicago and, and the rest of the world. And I think you hit the nail on the head. Dancing with the Stars really is
0: the reason for this recent popularity. I'm sure it is. I mean, uh, from me... Paying attention to it through uh, Third and Girl. Shout out to her. Yeah, I mean, she does Dancing with the Stars coverage and watches the show. But she, he, uh, not she, David Ross, speed out. What's Third and Girl? Third and Girl is uh, my lovely girlfriend, Emily, who is sitting next to me, working on one of her posts for The Bachelorette. Uh, It's her blog. She covers reality TV, a little bit of the Sixers. She's a season ticket holder for the team. Uh, Some... Clothes, books, movies—it's good stuff. Uh, go check it out if you're a girl and into that kind of stuff.
1: Uh, Whoa, why, do be, why do you have to be a girl and into that stuff? Well, why you don't I, have to be a girl. I mean, I'm I a, a dude. Why can't I be myself and be into that stuff?
0: It's pretty heavy female focus, but if you're into, but if you go check it out, you can determine it for yourself. The bachelorette posts are pretty good. You don't have to be a female to check that out. The non-reality TV posts are probably more female-oriented. Uh, so
1: they, have, they, have, they, have, they have huge bachelor and bachelorette parties now that a lot of uh, adults, male and female, go to. And people place bets, mainly males, on the bachelor and bachelorettes.
0: Oh, it's fun. Uh, do you not? It's fun.
1: I'm not really a big betting guy, however.
0: Uh, oh, Greg, you got to wet the beak. <laughs> so what are you going to give us after that... Uh,
1: Free pub and uh, plug that you gave. Are you even going to give us the URL to find this uh, wonderful blog? Literally third and girl all words Uh,
0: so not so t h i r d a a n d girl dot uh, She's chuckling as you are uh, as we're watching the hockey game here. Is uh, that a
1: girl with a U or an I?
0: No, it's with an I. We're uh, <laughs> it's classy, classy stuff here. Is
1: it- you didn't spell out girls, so how are we
0: supposed to know? Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. Yeah, and <laughs> fuck you, too. Uh, but, what was I say? Yeah, so, yeah, he, back to David Ross on Dancing with the Stars. He yeah. uh, single-handedly beat Simone Biles. Uh, she, she, what, she had... So he didn't have a dance partner? He single-handedly
1: did it with no dance partner?
0: No, he had a partner, but Simone <laughs> Biles had, like, perfect scores for, like, a bunch of weeks and then fell yeah, into bad luck. Purpose she's a gymnast, she should have perfect scores. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's all, all the smiling doesn't win you gold medals. So the Yas Queens of the internet, were all excited. I mean, that's my talking, dancing with the stars. Um <laughs> I said, on. What?
1: I said moving on. Moving on. So.
0: Yeah, it sounded like you were trying to make some catchphrase. Uh, but. <laughs> Let's uh, well, quickly, because I thought you were gonna pick the Red Sox as your hot team. Let's get some hometown talk really quick. We'll start with you, Greg. What's your thought on the Red Sox?
1: Listen, last week I refrained from picking the Red Sox as my hot team, even though I should have. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't want to seem like unworthy. And this week they they went up just over 500. But the point is that uh, we mentioned a little bit earlier. they are two games down, heading to the Bronx. For a three-game series starting tomorrow night. Um, you know, actually, I guess tonight, Tuesday night, because I doubt anyone will listen. So, Tuesday night.
0: Yeah, it's getting dropped after midnight. Most yes. games will be done.
1: So, they got uh, Tanaka for the Yankees, whereas Pomerantz, and Drew Pomerantz has not been great. However, the last two starts... He's he looked good the been, last couple starts. He's been phenomenal. And uh, Porcilla, who hasn't been so young for but going up against Sabathia. The and then David Price, who, in two starts... Has been phenomenal in his first two starts back uh, versus Pineda, Pine Tar Pineda. Um,
0: oh yeah, I remember that?
1: I do. That's why I brought it up. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm so mean. So,
0: say it say to the fans, Greg. Uh,
1: so yeah, so those that are not Michael Pineda, Yankee pitcher, uh, tried to blend some pine tar with his neck to make it seem like it was natural. And when the uh, Red Sox called him on it and the, and the umpire came out to look at it, he was like, What? That's nothing! and touched his neck, like, See, that's nothing. So basically, he was taking the pine tar, which is like a grippy substance, and using it to direct the ball where he wanted. Um, anyways, the point is, the Red Sox have uh, four games, or three games on a row, down two. Uh, so, you know, they could either gain a lot of ground and they could take the lead, or they could come away. Um, uh, one game back or four games down, or six games, or five games down. So big series here. Um, you know the Yankees just gonna say it. I was right all along, and this is exactly what I wanted from uh, the at least The very first preview. Uh, you can go back and listen to it. Episode on, one
0: uh, of the bullpen uh, card.
1: On the bullpen card on the iTunes. Yeah. Uh, or the SoundCloud Uh you can hear my take I said Yankees will be second you and and Stevie G laughed in my face Um,
0: yeah I was was doubting
1: this is exactly why it's great because you know granted it's June but the fact that we have a meaningful Yankees Red Sox game um, Thursday night baseball for one of the games but a meaningful Yankees Red Sox series um, Yankees in first Red Sox in second two games down three games set uh, you know, it's it's things things start to heat up like they used to, and it's exciting. I think the, I think baseball needs a robbery. like they they you know they haven't really had one recently. You know, the Cubs have spanked up and down the Cardinals, and uh, you know the Nationals are really untested in their own division. They don't really have a rival. Yeah, and the, and the Mets the Mets are rivals with everyone, but the Nationals for some reason.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean the 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 Nationals and the Marlins just kind of hang out. It's really the the rivalry is the Phillies, Braves, and, and Mets, and yeah, yeah, that's really all it is in that division. But I agree with yeah. you that the, the baseball is better when the Yankees and the Red Sox just hate each other. Yeah, and
1: there needs to be a big rival in, in every, you know, every 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 sport is a rival and and. Basketball, unfortunately, was uh, Warriors Cavs. We'll talk about, but like you know, every every sport needs a rival in order for people to get excited about it, to get gassed up, juiced about it. Um, you know, even when it was, even when the Red Sox and Orioles were throwing baseballs at each other, people were excited about that. But um,
0: that was Ventura's fault, though, and not to literally shit on someone's grave, but uh, he was when he was at his heyday, he was not a uh, Nice guy. No.
1: No. But the point is, excited for it. Um, the Red Sox as a team, um, you know, their the backs are starting to wake up. Uh, Pedroia went out, and he's been out this week, but, uh, you know, they expect him back soon, hopefully, as I do. Um, and, uh, I want to say he's on the 7th day, deal maybe, but... They're not worried. I'm not worried. No big deal. Xander Bogarts is starting to starting to hit the ball like he, he used to. Yeah, he's a big uh, batting average guy and uh, just crushes double like he owns them. Yeah. Mookie Betts is starting to hit some homers, leading the team in home runs and RBIs. The big person that needs to wake up here and uh, <laughs> needs to do it soon would be uh, Hammond Ramirez, as you know, as the DH and the 4-5 hitter, um, you know, you can't have seven home runs and only 23 RBIs.
0: Yeah, yeah, we talked about that a little bit last week. Uh, but yeah. he definitely needs to step and it is, up. Right, and, and you know, they this injury, that injury. But a big thing for
1: them, which I know I'm learning on here but Christian Vaskins um, and Samuel Leon, the catchers, back and forth, the two of them, um, you know, uh, they 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 were mentioning this on a, one of the recent um, television broadcasts, which is why I bring it up. But the two of them, uh, the both catchers, they rotate catchers right now. Uh, they said on on the broadcast that um, no team has ever really won with a platoon of catchers. So at some point, hopefully, one of the two of them will step up. But for now, you know, they've played just about the same amount of games. Um, you know, one, they have similar RBIs, they have similar, uh, of hits. Um, you know, it's, one gets more hits, one gets more power. So it's really what you're, what you're looking for on any given day. So it's, um, it's one of those things where, you know, it, it's hopefully, hopefully they pick someone soon just from a history standpoint. But, uh, I guess that's if you're super superstitious. I'm only a little stitious, not superstitious, but, yeah. uh, from an outsider perspective, and like I said, their pitching's back, you know, David Price, Chris Sell, crushing it, um, you know, they, <laughs> um, they got Pomerance, who did well recently, Porcello, who, we'll find his groove here, and they, and Rodriguez, who we talked about, you and I talked about last week, uh, doing really well for the year, just got hurt, um, placed on the 10-day DL, but, yeah, yeah. Well, there was a news about him today, which he might be out a little longer than expected. They said yeah. four weeks now, based on Dr. James Andrews. Um, so the point is that they're starting pitching well. Still, is starting to come back and looking good and strong. Kimbrel still the best reliever in the game, um, or closer in the game, I should say. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for the team. They're starting to find their stride. Uh, still, still waiting for them to find an identity. As you know, great teams that win have an identity, and uh, they need to find one. But you know they're playing small now They start, they switch their game around. They've, they've started to steal and punt and hit for hitting runs and do all that stuff. Go for yeah. blocks. So I know I'm rambling on, but I think it's a, it's a things are starting to get a little optimistic here in Boston.
0: What a time to be alive, as they say. Sorry, that was a long ramble, huh? No, that's all right. I want to ask you a question, though, because I found from a lot of my friends that are Red Sox fans, they all really are negative on David Price, and and at least from an outsider's perspective, he only really did shitty at the start of last year, and then he was hurt at the start of this year. So what's the deal? Why why do the collective of the Boston people I know just not like this guy? Is it because he's getting paid so much, and... He should be lights out all the time, like what Sale's doing, or what's the deal?
1: Yeah, so it's a combo of that. Uh, a combo of that, plus, you know, he came in... You know, you got to remember, it's circumstances he came in. You know, the team doing really well. They wanted him to do better, and Ortiz, the last couple years, and paying, getting paid all his money, and they underperformed. Well, it was just, um, it was just last year, or is he, this is his third year with the team? And then, you turn around, and... Sorry, I completely missed that question. You said
0: it was his third year with the team? Is it his third year? It's his second year, right? Or is it his third?
1: No, yeah, this is his second.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Sorry, but, continue.
1: Um, is last year. Yeah.
0: The, uh,
1: the big thing here with him is, mm. I don't want to say, his attitude. You know, It was not necessarily a negative attitude, but you know, last year it was... Last year, it was always, you know, give it time. Like, he was doing poorly, and it was like, oh, give it time, I'll be fine. Give it time, I'll be fine. It wasn't like, I need to do better. You know, it wasn't – you didn't have the right – you didn't go about it the right way. You know, and if Boston's nothing, they are – as a fan, we are uh, a proud – we want you to own up to you playing poorly, which is why I think guys like uh, Manny and Ortiz are so loved because – you know, they wore their emotions on their sleeve, and David Price really is an internal guy, and he was always behind the scenes, oh, I'll work it out, oh, I'll work it out, which is why I think Chris Sales is being embraced so much, and everyone loves Pedroia, because we love to see emotion, we love to see what people are thinking, and David Price is the opposite of that. You know, he he certainly is an internal guy, certainly a, you know...
0: So when you're he, at the
1: stadium... To himself and work it out.
0: So when you're at the stadium... And he has been opening up to it, and he's pitching shitty. How do you guys show that a uh, lack of appreciation? do You guys,
1: is yell anything? Do you make any noises? You know, Jordy, I can't. I think I've only been to one David Price start.
0: Well, I'm just saying, like in general. I mean, you watch it on TV. Are there any noises that are made, or are anything you know, that that might be said?
1: I feel like you're trying to get at something here, and why? I mean, because we. I
0: mean. Because we show here in Philadelphia, we get we get a bad rep, but we also are very passionate, and we expect a high level. We'll, we'll give them a little boo, you know, give them a real kick in the pants. I think you guys should incorporate the boo. It's a real, it's a great tactic. Guys yeah. like Iverson, same way. Iverson works hard on his sleep, and he told us, you know, I need to do me. I don't want to practice, but I'm going to do me. And we appreciated it for it. We so gave some people some boos. Here's the thing is, you try and
1: slip in Philadelphia fans versus Boston fans and try to say you're anywhere close to Boston fans, which you're not.
0: Whoa, 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 we're just as passionate.
1: That's a different conversation for a different
0: time. No, I'm just asking, because I think you you do boo. Well,
1: here's the thing is.
0: I think you do. I think you boo.
1: Not as as ruthless as as Philly. That was hilarious. But here's the thing is, you know. We'll
0: stick to our
1: guys through
0: and through, you know? We do, too. We do, too. Oh, stop. The only ones who I think (laughs) we haven't stuck through are the guys who don't want to be there. So we tell them, no, fuck you. Does Santa Claus want to be there? No. Well, hold on. The Santa Claus story (laughs) is he was one of us who the Eagles literally just pulled some drunk dude out of the stands, so he deserved to get booed. Greg, could you imagine like if you and I are in an Eagles game and the Eagles just I'm bombed and they pull me on on there and I'm trying to give a ho 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 and I'm slurring my hose? That would be terrible. That
1: would be so funny. I would laugh.
0: Yeah, you'd laugh and you'd uh, you laugh and you probably, probably boo along, but everyone else is is upset. Why is Santa slurring? Why is he falling over? You well, know, what's going on? Let's make sure he doesn't fall over. The snowballs help you it's like the Wild West. Dance. They shoot the arrow, or not the arrows, the guns. the point is. The point is, David Price um, had his struggles, and
1: uh, everyone loves him this year. That's good. I guess the moral of the story is, if you do well, people people like you. If you don't, people don't.
0: Yeah, and like you said before, we all show our opinions in different ways. So that was me defending (laughs) Phillips.
1: Let's keep the Philly talk, since... Uh, yeah, the you Phillies... We uh, create the Red Sox in the best team in the East, and, and
0: we'll win. Yeah, so the Phillies played the Marlins last week. Didn't go very well. The uh, one game got it, uh, an attendance of, like, 1,100 people, a day game. Real uh, real good time down in Miami. Uh, but I found this really interesting. They played the, the Giants, like we talked about, at home this past weekend, and they won... Um, But, yeah, I mean, they won the series, uh, which we'll get into why that's a big deal in a second. Then they go back down to Atlanta, which, I mean, why wouldn't you just go Miami-Atlanta back to Philly? I mean, that makes zero economic sense. But that's a question for another day. We can ask the scheduling lady at some point about that. Um, You've ever seen that? There's like a husband and wife that make the MLB schedule. It's a really cool story. Google it. Um, But, yeah, the the Phillies – Lose game one of that series, as you might think, against a, a giant team, regardless if they're struggling or not. Because like we've talked about, the pitching isn't there. They're, I mean, the starters are almost non-existent,
1: except did, when... Let's not, let's, not, let's not own their... They didn't just lose game one. Let's not, uh, <laughs> let's not, let's not pretend like they, they just lost game one willy-nilly, like a close 5-3
0: to three game. Yeah, I mean... The game, at least Saturday and Sunday, went the opposite way. And yep.
1: Listen, if you're going to get it good, give it bad.
0: <sighs> Man. You're really pouring it on, aren't you? Yeah, they got blanked 10 nothing. They got mercy ruled, as they did the day before uh, <laughs> in that 1,100-person game in Miami. I mean, it's been pretty bad, Greg. And Jared Eikhoff okay. is supposed to be this number one starter. He's 0-6. And it's... I think it's that's funny. the bottom.
1: It's funny because they started out so well, and
0: quote so sure. well. It's not. It's not last year. This point it last year, to, like, to
1: show you that you can't judge based on April because in May
0: no, they were, we're Well, here's the big thing about them winning against the the winning a series against the Giants, which Ben Lively made his major league debut, won his first game. That's all great. They have a wild game yesterday, which I was driving home from Rhode Island, and I was catching the, the ESPN alerts as I was on my way back. Um, but them winning a series, they had lost 10 straight series, which they hadn't done since FDR was president. Like, that's – oh, Jesus. Uh, I mean, thankfully that streak has been broken, and and right now at least they're getting up to a – a good start against the Braves. They're up eleven four in the ninth inning. Um, Listen,
1: June June is a uh, June's a good month for Philly. The Phillies compared to May, I'll
0: tell you that. Are you, yeah, I mean they're playing the. I wouldn't necessarily say that they're playing the Cardinals twice. They play the Diamondbacks twice. They play the Red Sox next week. I'm talking
1: which, about, I'm talking about the fact that they started out May <laughs> absolutely brutally.
0: Yeah, they had a couple long losing streaks. I mean, you're right. It could be something where hopefully that is the bottom. I mean, you want to make sure that you get off on the right foot. Who knows, though? I mean, their pitching
1: staff someone, is – Someone has to be positive on this podcast.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just – it's an interesting interesting point. There's an interesting article that was on The Ringer by uh, one of their Philly guys – um, so even, ben, even Bill Simmons knows to bring Philly people around him, Greg. So let's, uh, let's, let's embrace the Boston-Philly union. Um, but it was interesting. They talk about the pitching staff and how the bats aren't there and, and everything and how the, the movement's been because you've asked about calling people up and where they've really tinkered with it has been in the pitching staff. Some of it has yeah. been due to injury. Some of it has been due to underperformance. But it'll be it'll be interesting to see how everything goes uh, going forward. They have called up Ben Lively, like I said. He started on Saturday. He's scheduled to start on Thursday against the Braves. They then go to St. Louis where you got Helix uh, Helixon uh, Pavetta, who started tonight and pitched pretty well. Uh, they recently called him back up. He was 0-2 go- after he had been sent back down to AAA. Nola and Ikoff going tomorrow and Wednesday respectively, uh, but it'll be interesting. I mean, the Braves are in an, are in the same type of spot where they're in that same rebuild. They have a couple of vets in there, but
1: the it sounds first, like it sounds like they need Clay Buckles back to uh, to uh, shape, shaping up the uh, starting rotation. Buckles. Yeah.
0: <laughs> for yeah, I mean, I had been pretty positive on him. I know, like, he's kind of the butt of the jokes of how he played last year, but I thought at least him going to the National League, facing only eight real batters, and being a vet with a young rotation, he would have that value to the team. Uh, but obviously, he didn't. He got hurt and is likely out for the year. Uh, but it, I mean, it'll I, be I, it'll be interesting I, to see how it goes. I'm excited. It's starting to get finally warm and. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna be going down to a, a bunch of ball games this summer, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I, I'm never opposed to going down to Citizens Bank Park.
1: I have a quick question for you. Sure, fire away. So the Phillies are what? Twenty
0: and what? Uh, they have not won, or they're going to. If they win tonight, which it looks like they're going to, they'll be twenty and thirty-five.
1: They will be twenty, or they are. Or- They'll be 21 and 35.
0: No, they will be if they win. They're currently at 19 wins. Yesterday's win.
1: They're 15 games under 500.
0: Assuming this game holds up, yes. Okay. So you got two guys in Cesar
1: Hernandez and Aaron Asser, who is German. You got two guys on the team. Two guys.
0: It's pronounced Altair for one, but I'm glad you pointed out the German, but... Continue.
1: Cool. their 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 offensive war, which would be wins above replacement, correct? Correct. Those two guys have a pretty positive wins above replacement.
0: Yeah, they've been really the only consistent uh, aspect of it. There was two guys you did that you and Stevie G omitted, and you, it was almost as if you were prophetic. <laughs> But that was Michael Franco and Odubel Herrera, who led the team in hitting last year. Uh, both have been very streaky. Franco really had two deep valleys in terms of his hitting. Uh, there was, at one point, the thought of maybe sending him down to AAA just just because, to kind of get him back in shape. Uh, Herrera's had some stints on the bench where his attitude hasn't necessarily been the best, um, but he's... Such a good player. He's a fan favorite. Loves to get the crowd going. Um, I mean, they've the last couple of days they've been they've all been hitting well. But I mean, continue on the the Cesar and and Aaron Altair question.
1: So my question is. Yeah. You know, I understand people get tired, can't play every day, but what's what's what? Why is uh, Aaron
0: Altair, why is he out of the lineup so much? Well, so he was out of the lineup a lot. Um, he's been playing more and more ever since he went on his, not to be punny, but on his tear. Um, and he's been more and more in in the lineup. The big thing that happened was Howie Kendrick went down right at the beginning of the season. So you saw him getting starts. You saw Brock Stassi getting starts. And he's been moved down to double-A. Um, obviously, Altair really, you know, be this player that the Phillies always wanted him to be. He's been a more and more consistent everyday starter. I think you hit the nail on the head that the reasons why he hasn't been are more for conservation of energy than they are for sitting him down to sit him. Uh, with Kendrick coming back, I don't think you're necessarily going to see platooning happen. I think Altair's earned his spot. He's batting number three tonight. He's been batting in the 3-4 spot for a couple weeks now. so I think he's up there. Uh, Cesar is, a, is one who's Really been only one of the consistent people in the lineup of where he's been hitting at the top spot. Uh, Odubel Herrera, as I as I mentioned, has been pretty streaky. He's moving. Does moved
1: anybody on the team have an uglier swing than Odubel Herrera?
0: Yeah, it's a it's a pretty ugly swing. On the flip side of it, Altair's swing. Have you seen that? No. It is gorgeous. Great it's swing. Good. Oh yeah, great swing. Well, Odubel
1: Herrera kind of reminds me of Jose Reyes without being as.
0: Yeah, it was uh, scumbaggy. <laughs> For those that don't know that, just Google Jose Reyes. But, um, no, yeah, you're right. He He's very much in that same way, kind of that flashy attitude, both Hispanic players. Um, but he yeah, I mean, he steals a lot of bases, good fielder, uh, outfielder versus infielder. But, yeah, he, he's fun to watch, a ton of fun. If they can get it going, the bats might be able to – Put some more runs across the board and maybe get some confidence in the uh, into into the pitcher's wind you know, in, so, their, in their sails.
1: Yeah, you know, doing some research for this pod because last week I was pretty uh, pretty uh, on the outside looking in in terms of once the Philly stuff stop- talk started coming around, just like you with the Red Sox tonight. Um, you just got called out on your own podcast, but yeah, you the, know. Uh, it happens. The up the middle guys, the middle infield, pretty
0: impressive. Yeah, yeah, They uh, Cesar is the second baseman. He's done very well. Freddie's a good fielder, and it's he started off the year pretty cold in both the bat and in the field. He had a couple of errors in that first series against Cincinnati, but he's always been consistently good uh, since then. His bats come on and off similarly to Franco, where he can put power numbers across the board, and he, he should be their two-hitter. Uh, it's interesting now that Herrera is being up, is up and down and Altair coming on. So if, if all, you know, all things are going well, you might even want to put him in maybe the five spot, the, the sixth spot. Um, he's batting eighth, even with uh, just like with the Red Sox, the Phillies are platooning their catchers with Aaron Knapp getting more and more play. Uh, and he, he had a pretty good game tonight against the Braves. Um, but, it's it's interesting how Pete McCannon's been constructing his lineups, even with moving players back and forth. Tommy Joseph was somebody a lot of people were calling for his head, and he's done really well. He batted four tonight and showed why he
1: should be. He a Do you think he's a good manager.
0: Well, Tommy Joseph's playing first. He took over as the as the uh, starting first baseman. Really late last year, once they started to figure out Ryan Howard wasn't indeed coming back, which was the you know best worst kept secret in Philadelphia. Um, but they, the Phillies kept platooning Howard, and then for a little bit he had a nice stretch of doubles and few home runs. But then they finally sit. Who is there?
1: It's
0: so it's, it's the catchers are Aaron Knapp and Cameron Rupp, and then the first baseman's Tommy Joseph. But the Rupp Nap uh, duo usually bats sixth or seventh. Uh, then they have then depending on who's doing what. Usually, Freddie's been batting eighth for most of the season. There's a point where he's batting two, which he could. He could bat two. He's fast enough. He's athletic enough. Pete,
1: Pete McKinnon.
0: Pete McKinnon, yeah, the man, the manager for the Phillies.
1: Do you think he's? My question was: Do you think he's doing
0: a good job as a manager? So Matt and I talked about this when he got extended. Uh, it's it's something where I don't necessarily think you need to continuing to hire and fire coach or a manager in the midst of a rebuild. I think that he the guys like him. He's a player's coach. Uh, I think you do. He's not the guy once they do all start blossoming because some of his in game decisions have been called out by both the bullpen the catchers. Uh, same with the pitching coach who you might be familiar with from uh, the Bobby Valentine era with the Red Sox. Um, he really has been eating it and is not a good pitching coach. I hope they fire him soon. But
1: Listen, he's he was
0: part of one of the uh, one of the worst manager stops in, <laughs> in baseball. Yeah, um, but uh, but McCann I think he's figuring it out. I think uh, I, I don't think you need to fire him. He could be doing better. He could be doing a lot worse. And like and like you said, like I being negative, they're in last right now, but I think this is the bottom. I think they can really dig themselves out. The Braves are in a similar spot as the Phillies and, and we saw tonight they did well against them. The Phillies over the Braves, I should say. Uh so I, I think the future's still bright and it's uh you know it's it's going forward and it's It'll be exciting to watch as they uh they, they slowly dig themselves out, and they always got that Comcast money. <laughs> Love it! Always got there's always money in the banana stand. Oh yeah, quite literal. Uh,
1: and I, I was talking Phillies. Let's move one.
0: Let's do it. Let's uh we'll wrap things up by quickly looking at our predictions for the Stanley Cup Finals and the NBA.
1: Greg, you want to start with basketball or hockey this week? um is the hockey game over yet yeah it just ended let's talk hockey
0: let's talk hockey the predators won game four tonight four to one and uh as i was i am up and down i would say pretty handily the predators once again outplayed the penguins and it's nice to see that this game is knotted back at 2-2 and it's finally tied uh greg what have you what have been your thoughts so far on the series
1: um, well, quite frankly, I felt that the series could be 3 1 Nashville if that, uh, offsides call from game one, uh, that, that goal from the first goal of the series, K. Sue Ben, to those who don't know, with
0: it, a rocket. Rocket from the point, but, uh, I got called a little bit out because there's a questionable call offsides
1: call whether the guy who went outside whether his toe was up the ice or not, um, the series could be easily be 3-1 Nashville um, simply because, you know, they played that 1-3-1, that kind of trap style, which for those in know, hockey, one forward, uh, four checks, three sort of clogged the middle, and one defense back. So it's it slows the game down and takes the puck out of some of the superstars on the Penguins, uh, you know, takes off their stick. But my prediction was I said I'm rooting for – Nashville in six, but I think reality will be Penguins in seven. And it certainly is shaping up to be uh, minimum six games series. Uh, Already, obviously, that's what it is right now, but it's shaping up to be my prediction of Penguins in seven. Uh, At the end of the day, I just don't... uh, Pittsburgh fans are pretty as you know, uh, pretty prideful people, and the fact that they're being called out and shown up by the Nashville fans, I think they're going to come out in game five uh, on a
0: mission. Yeah. I mean, not to really get on the hockey team that I hate the most, but Pittsburgh fans in general, you're right. They're very prideful and they get very defensive on these sort of things. Uh, I was with a few at this wedding before game three even started and they were incredibly confident that they could close it out in five, which good luck there. Uh, <laughs> not happening now, but I feel pretty confident in, in Preds in six, which I had picked. Uh, I think, aside from that five-minute span in the third period of Game 2, I think the Predators have outskated, outplayed. And, I mean, I I think the only thing that really pushes it to seven is that offsides call. I think it's almost, I wouldn't say it's a lock, but it's a really high opportunity for the Penguins to win on, I believe the next game is Thursday for Game (laughs) 5
1: in Pittsburgh. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that. Makes sense,
0: right? Yeah, I mean, it's it'll be yeah because they're taking a page out of
1: basketball, and a
0: little extra rest for the travel day, just for the travel day, just for but, the travel day. Um, but yeah, uh, I think I think it'll be anyway. interesting to see how that goes down. Because if the Predators come out flying, or Rene stays hot, because now the big thing that well, a lot of those was, Penguins fans I was hanging out with on Saturday at this wedding, they were harping on the fact that Rene can't play depends well. They almost forgot that you know they almost outplayed him and they were harping on the shots in game one. But now he's won two games he's looking like the Rene that carried them to the final. Yeah, and it
1: helps the fact that he has that defensive core in front of him that has just been unbelievable all the playoff long and it's amazing that this this national team, despite losing two of their top forwards, and well, I guess now one of them because Fisher's back, but he's still not 100. Despite despite those injuries, they're still you know putting up huge numbers. Oh yeah. In terms of goals and things like that, but yeah, listen, I'm feeling confident about my pick. You're feeling confident about your pick again. Um, I kind of took the soft route and I said. I'm rooting for Predators in six, so I want to see them lift the cup on their home ice. But uh, my prediction, which I'm going to stick to as a man of uh, a real man of his word from Boston, Pens in seven. uh, I think it's going to happen. But uh, I think game five is going to be huge. If if the the Predators win game five, uh, yeah, lock it up. that, That game six at home with that that environment is going to be something. Something amazing to see. Um,
0: But, yeah, that's talking hockey. Yeah, I mean, to quickly close it up, to kind of hammer your point home, the Preds scored the first goal, and they had to review it because it could have potentially been goaltender interference, but once you see the replay, it wasn't. And those Preds fans, they've shown it on all the different forms of social media, of doing the Murray, Murray, you suck chant. Uh, that mm. sounds like us at a Berkshire hockey game. Uh, but the only way that they even tied it up going into the first intermission was because Sidney Crosby's one of the best players in the world. He literally took the puck over, something that we talk about more in basketball with the Jordan-LeBron argument, with Kevin Durant, what he's been doing, and we'll get to that in a second. He literally took it over, carries the puck down on a breakaway, and it doesn't even fake Rene out. He just he just used his pure talent to score that goal and tie it up. And not even that was enough to carry the momentum into the period and carry it into the next period, I should say, and, and try to chip away at it. That crowd is just unreal.
1: Yeah. And I mean, Crosby is certainly showing how good he is, um, which we all knew Yeah, not a surprise, but at the same time, it's, Like what LeBron and KD are doing, you know, you know they're unreal, but the fact that they're able to take it to an even other level is absolutely insane.
0: Yeah, let's move right into the hoops, though. It's 2-0, but it looks like it's a lot worse than 2-0 or a lot bigger than 2-0 Warriors. I mean, they've blown them out both games. Yesterday seemed like it could be exciting, but the Warriors quickly pulled away. I mean, Greg, what have your what have your big takeaways been in uh, this 2017 Finals?
1: Just gonna throw something out there. I said uh, on on the live pod uh,
0: last week, last Monday night.
1: Waves. Last last Monday night, that the Warriors would either sweep or win in five. Um,
0: and you're looking, you're looking, you're sitting pretty right now. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I think this series has built up with a lot of hype but at the end of the day it's it range through what i said before that you know, there's just too much star power too much talent i mean you think about it you know kd lebron every superstar kyrie you know um sorry kyrie and Steph, and, and draymond and kevin love they all checked each other right the three and the three they all even each other out and then clay thompson clay thompson you forget about him you know, <laughs> he <went. laughs> yeah. He went off. Superstar. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's just too much talent on Golden State. You know, you can shut down one or two guys, or you can let everyone go off like last night. I mean, my biggest disappointment in this series is, you know, just the fact that I guess I should be happy, but it, it has the feel of has the feel of an All Star game where it's just people are just scoring. yeah. No know,
0: defense. Like,
1: yeah, and it's different because like people are actually trying and making an attempt to play deep, but the refs are letting it, the refs are letting it go, and uh, which is again good because you can bump a little bit. But um, it's it, these blow these high scoring games. You know, while they're fun and everything, and I like seeing it. It's um, you know, it's like trading baskets. So if you miss a couple threes here and there, you're just gonna get blown out, and that's what's been happening to the Cavs and and you know. These Golden State runs that they go on is just too hard to sustain and, and try and keep up with what the with the cats trying to do. And my my both my picks are, are looking really
0: good, and uh, I think the profit has uh, returned. Yeah, I'd say so. I um of all four picks that we're checking right now, I feel the least confident on my Warriors in six. I uh I personally the more and more I thought about it after seeing game one, and uh. I was talking to, uh, to Third and Girl and, and my buddy Joe Martin in the car yesterday that it'd be pretty cool to see the sweep just to see it I mean how many more times do you honestly think it could happen um, I mean it, it seems like it, it could I mean I think your five is just as likely because that Cleveland crowd could get them one but I mean it's
1: I mean and here's, a, here's the thing is LeBron, is, LeBron is playing like, incredibly uh, well God. Yeah, like they're throwing – the, the beauty about them is they, they throw KD, then they switch to Iguodala, then they switch to, you know, Draymond. They just throw every good defender they have at LeBron, whereas on the other end, LeBron's covering Durant. You know, he's covering their top guys. So he's doing both. He's, he's getting triple-doubles. He's, he's taking his game to a, a next level that's unbelievable.
0: Has he gotten yeah. one yet, a triple-double? Last night. Yeah, on last night, yeah.
1: So, but the best thing is that, like, um, you know, it, it's... it's He's playing at that level, and he, it's still not enough. He, yeah. It's still, it's still not going to get over over beating this... Yeah, well, Clay Thompson said it best. You know, people were... Clay Thompson, you know, people were saying that I was bad because I hadn't hit shots, but he's like, at the end of the day... You know, you can get on me for missing shots, but I, I'm still playing with three All-Stars. <laughs> I'm still playing with three All-Stars and two MVP candidates uh, being Kevin Durant and Steph Curry and, and Draymond Green. But it's – it's whether or not – you know, you see all the memes all over the place on Instagram right now about, you know, this time last year, it was the exact same circumstances. The Indians were this far out in baseball. And,
0: yeah, somebody said that on the on the broadcast last night. It's like, come yeah. on! Like, do you really think it's the same yeah. as this? Like, right? And
1: Cleveland lost by the same amount as last year. Blah blah. blah. It, it, honestly, it, it's <laughs> it's all ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I I don't foresee. Yeah, I don't foresee the. Yeah, I mean, maybe Cleveland won at home, like you said, that crowd does a good, good point. Um,
0: but a sweep's likely. It's that's it's 50 it's fifty fifty. Yeah. Yeah, and
1: it really the really calls the Warriors get on the road, you know, because making a call against Cleveland and especially LeBron in Cleveland uh, is never an easy thing to do, and refs certainly are afraid to do that. So it's going to come down to what type of calls the Warriors get on the road to see if they can hold a four-game sweep. But, you know, it's there's just too much talent gold Golden State and, and – I think I'm
0: liking my pick where it stands. Yeah, I feel more confident in yours than in mine. But let's wrap things up. I know uh, you talked about the Yankees-Red Sox going ahead this week. That's uh, something that, that I agree. That's absolutely something you got to look out for. This weekend, we got a, a couple of cool series out there. Uh, you got the Baltimore and the Yankees. That will be pretty exciting. You've got the Brewers and the Diamondbacks, which I think is a uh, – a series to really check out. Uh, I mean, two teams that are that are a big surprise uh, in terms of where they're where they're at. The Diamondbacks gonna kind of play yeah. up to where they are. Uh, you both, got the, out, both both out kicking their coverage. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's a great way to put it. Uh, but the uh, the Sunday night game is the Red Sox and the Tigers. Hopefully, Matty D and I are back on Sunday night. Uh, it all depends on how. The weekend goes and everything there. Uh, don't think I'm really doing anything. But, Craig, you got anything else you're looking out for? or Anything else you think we missed?
1: Listen, I'm not looking past this uh, three-game set here. Um, not this week, but next week, the Phillies come to town.
0: Yeah, so, uh, a little natural rival series. I'm going next Wednesday.
1: You're coming to Fenway?
0: No, so it's that so it's that weird uh, four-game series where the first two are in one city uh, and the next two are in the other. Okay. So Monday, okay. Tuesday are in Boston. Thir- uh, Wednesday, Thursday are in Philly. I'm going to the okay. Wednesday night game.
1: Nice. So yeah. uh, you can give us an, a live, up-to-date stadium snack in two weeks.
0: I can. Yeah. I mean, Yingling with the sponsor. I've been to the ballparks since
1: April. Yeah. Challenge yourself. Get something different that you don't normally get, and uh, give us a review.
0: Yeah. I got. I didn't even know what the hot dog of the month was for May, so I have to get that update for June
1: maybe ask them come on, I know you I know come on, you I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> but listen listen this pod's great everyone needs to subscribe it's not last week um, you know it, it truly is a one stop shop for baseball and, and knowledge and you got a lot of it and uh, you know the segments are great and you keep it light and you don't get too too thick of things but uh, too you inside know, baseball before we yeah, do you have a
0: fantasy minute? Uh, yeah, or I mean, to you, yeah, we were gonna vocabulary. skip the jar, of Billy Beans, but guys, to look out for. I mean, really, if you at this point in June, you know some of the guys on your team. I think if you come from a, a smaller market, you might have a little bit of a leg up. Like for me, with the Phillies, I loaded up on a few. Guys that are a little bit in there. I was able to get Cesar Hernandez before he really blew up. Same with Aaron Altair. Um, You might be able to do that with your team as well. Uh, Greg, with you, with the Red Sox, or if you're a Yankee fan, it might be a little tougher just because you're more likely than not to have some more fans just because they're larger fan bases in general. Same with the Cubs, same with the Cardinals, the Dodgers. But those teams, if if you're from a Milwaukee, an Arizona, teams that are doing well, but you probably saw – and I can't name somebody, but you saw somebody coming up before they did, or you're starting to see that, I would say pounce on it sooner rather than later. Especially if you have an auction waiver wire, you might know a little bit more of the, the value in that. Um, but I, I would say pounce on it, depending on if you're a weekly or daily lineup setter. Uh, my leagues are weekly, which is both a pro and a con. Uh, with Memorial Day last weekend, I actually forgot to set my lineup after a uh, trade, so I did not have a third baseman playing last week, so I kind of stumped. Jordy! Yeah, it wasn't good. I traded for um, traded Josh Donaldson, got some some guys back, uh, which is going to work out. It's going to work out pretty well. The guys that I picked up are, are going to be good. I got some prospects as a keeper league, so that works out, but... Anyway, to finish up that point, especially on a bullpen and in a year of, of players that are getting hurt and ever-rotating uh, you know, back ends of the bullpen, you might have that inside track to know who your setup man is, who your closer is. That might have a low ownership rate in the Yahoo or ESPN spaces, but don't let that discourage you. Uh, pick up your guy, especially if you know that he's going to do well. And that, that's really all I would say for Fantasy this week.
1: Love it. Listen, that was just a challenge on the spot, and you were able to do that right away. Good for you.
0: That's yeah. impressive. Yeah. You know, I mean, I didn't do a t-
1: ton of research. I didn't really
0: add anybody in my league this week, so I didn't have any uh, in- insider tips of who I may or may not have added or who I was looking at. So no, it was more of a generic response, but I'm glad you were impressed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jordy, love it. All right, buddy. Um, listen, guys, girls, people of all shapes and sizes and brands. We love you all. Um, as it is Pride Month, we love you all. Well, but um, go like, subscribe if you already uh, do follow on iTunes as myself. Unsubscribe, rescribe. I can. I admit it last week, I was not following... Uh, certain forms of social media but uh have since joined in the twig and looking twitter it is pretty legit and i've already uh, thrown some lines and some retweets out there and uh yeah, have yeah. Been, i've been following instagram yeah i've been
0: following instagram for a while but uh yeah instagram it's a legit yeah it's pretty we uh, uh go ahead. no i was gonna say we we try greg we we really try and uh it's nice to have you keeping us in check both on the social media space and on the blog space and podcast space as well. But that will do it for us because we're pushing a, another mega pod. But it's, like I said, it's always nice to have Greg on. Greg, I can't tell you how much I thank you. Mattie's too busy scoring and running up the score on a, apparently a team of novices is how he, how he described the team they're playing tonight in men's league hockey. Uh, so I always appreciate you coming on. But that'll do it for this week, week nine of the Major League Baseball season. For Greg Piatelli, I am Jordy Knell signing off for the bullpen card. Have a good night, everyone.